shares a key word of advice during the novel coronavirus crisis, don't stop fundraising. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the fundraising school. And first of all, I just want to communicate, we hope that you're safe. We hope you're staying healthy, uh, and we know that times are tough for everybody. Continue that social distancing the best you can. If you need to be with other people, especially as you continue to provide your important services through your nonprofit, do your best with physical distancing uh, as we follow the expert advice from health officials. Today we have expert advice on fundraising. The Henry Rosso Fellow of Philanthropic Fundraising is my colleague, Dr. Tim Seiler. And Tim, throughout your career, you have seen the ups and downs of fundraising, whether it be a national emergency, a national crisis, a world event, an economic downturn, a natural disaster. Uh, and you have always been a voice of reason, a, a steady voice of wisdom for us. Now we have the novel coronavirus. What advice do you have for fundraisers in this environment? Well, first of all, Bill, let me uh, let me say ditto to what you said to all of uh, people who might be listening right now, or, and that is, I hope everybody's well and doing what they can to stay well uh, and and stay as active as possible under these conditions. And related then to fundraising over the years, as you said, you know, I've seen a lot of good things and I've seen a mm -hmm. lot of not so good things. Um, number one, uh, I would say, remember whom you serve, mm. and uh, if your mission was valid two weeks ago, two months ago, it's still valid today. And you're serving people and your mission and the delivery of that mission is the critical piece that we have to keep going forward with. Some nonprofits will want to take the back seat and say, well, my cause is not as urgent as a health-related one or maybe even economically related one. Um, but I would repeat that if your mission is important, um, that's why you exist. Uh, you need to continue to deliver that, miss, that, that mission. Um, so I would say keep on keeping on. Uh, keep doing what you've been doing. That, that's been successful because um, you have to help your beneficiaries and you have to help the bigger community. You can't circle the wagons and draw back. This is not the time to do that. Now at the same time, you have to recognize with high levels of sensitivity that your beneficiaries may be suffering and your donors might be suffering mm -hmm. because they're going through the same anxieties we're all going through right now. And you want, to, you want to start with sensitivity to recognizing that we're all in this together. And the more we recognize that, I think the better everyone will be in the long term. And it may be a long term, yeah. um, but uh, perseverance matters a lot in these kinds of, of instances. Um, the, um, we saw a downturn in general population giving uh, in recent crises and the great recession of 2008 for example correct um, so some of our wealthier better off donors uh, will likely rally in these mm -hmm. in these times and uh, what I think we want to do with all donors not just the, the high wealth donors but with all donors is I think we want to communicate with them so if I were to draft a one-word slogan today, it would be communicate. Mm. And by that I mean inform your donors and your potential donors and your beneficiaries. But communicate also means be open to ideas from others. There may be some really good ideas out there among your donors and your beneficiaries about what should we be doing during these tough times. So communication, I think, is really a critical piece during these times. Um, and, and I would say, you know, I think we're learning some pretty interesting things from the retail world today. How so? Well, I keep getting uh, message after message about what we're doing 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the stores who might be closing, uh, but will have online mm-hmm. shopping available. But they all start out with recognizing that we're in tough times. We're in times we haven't really seen before. We don't know where this is going. We don't know how we're going to come out of it. But I believe everybody's confident that we will come out of it. You know, Tim, that's a great point. I've received those emails, too, and they're saying, we're doing you a favor. We're closing the store (laughs) because we're following the guidelines of social distancing. Yeah, yeah. And I think fundraisers can do a similar kind of thing. Um, We we can um, inform, communicate, um, make the case for why we still exist and why we're still important. Invite people to continue to support us. Um, make your message that, that others are benefiting from the work that you do as a nonprofit organization. Um, and, um, and think about um, it's going to be harder than it is right now, or that was, it yeah. was two months ago. And, and I'll quote one of our colleagues, Bill, from the School of Philanthropy, who attended one of our fundraising courses in the first week of January. Okay. This is not a frontline fundraiser, so she, this is not what she does on a regular basis, but she had been encouraged to take the course by someone who's sitting at this table. Uh, and um, when we did the solicitation exercise that we do in that course, uh, she was in the role of asking for her particular organization, which in fact is School of Philanthropy. Okay. And when she finished, she said to the whole group, the, you know, 20 plus uh, participants in the room, she said, I didn't realize that what you people do is so hard. Yes. And she said, this was hard for me to do, and you do it every day. And so I encouraged her to go back and talk to her other colleagues at the School of Philanthropy who are not front, front, uh, frontline fundraisers. And I said, please deliver that message to let everybody know that what we do is hard. Um, it is hard. And then I, I would quote one of my favorite lines from a movie, uh, A League of Their Own, yes. where Coach Jimmy Dugan, uh, his star, wants to quit uh, because she says it just got too hard. Yeah. And he says, uh, well, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everybody would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Yes. And I think that applies to where we are right now in this philanthropic fundraising world. It's hard. Um, but but what we do is is great because it's hard, and and we do it because it's hard, and we do it because of the results that we can accomplish. So that I, again, my advice: communicate, be sensitive, uh, understand that we're all pretty much in the same boat. Um, seek ideas from others who might have some creative, imaginative ways for us to do what we need to do, but um, do not stop fundraising. Tim, thank you for that wisdom. Thank you for that reassurance. Thank you for that encouragement. Um, I'd like to amplify a little bit on communicate, at least in two avenues. One is, and as you were saying there, don't stop asking. Help us can, unpack that for us, please. Well, there, you know, there, we have a number of ways we can ask. And uh, one of the preferred ones, of course, in major gift and plan giving fundraising is that you're face to face. We're discouraged from doing that right now, which I think is a prudent thing. Right. Um, but in this, in this environment, I think we can still have those conversations with people over the phone. Um, we can even do Zoom meetings. Right. We can do other kinds of virtual get-togethers. Um, even fundraising strategies like special events. Um, maybe you can't have more than 10 people or more than 50 people. Um, but can, can any part of that event be virtual? Hmm. Can you encourage people to participate in, in, uh, you know, in the digital world um, so that people feel some sense of being together and some sense of community? And we all, we all are 
pulling in the same direction and um, and trying to accomplish good things on behalf of our organizations. And communication is not just always asking, but then we have stewardship, which we should be doing always anyway, even without the coronavirus. But what advice do you have in terms of we should be communicating, still telling our stories, still talking about how the virus is, expect, is affecting our particular nonprofit, just keeping donors engaged with the work of our nonprofit and the cause that we're serving? What advice do you yeah, have? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, every way that you can uh, communicate your case and the impact that donors have, help, have helped you to have on, on the uh, community at, at large. And what, what are you going to do? to serve your beneficiaries in these tougher times uh, and how can people help. Thank them for what they've already done, absolutely. You're, you know, you, you use the word stewardship, but it, basically it all, all good fundraising starts with being grateful for what people have already done uh, and then encouraging them to, to continue to stay with you. Um, so when we talk about fundraising, as you kind of alluded to there, uh, the actual asking for money or asking for a gift, asking for support is only one piece of a multi-step process. And uh, probably the most important parts of that are the deepening of the relationship, the understanding why people care about who you are and what you do. Uh, and when those values match your organization's values, you, you, you have a chance to deepen that relationship. Uh, and, and earn the right to ask people to continue to support you. And Tim, in terms of the urgency of the moment, we do know from history, fewer households are likely to give. The households that do give are likely to give less at the moment, but people still do give during times of crises, and especially those donors that we know best, who are closest to us, might actually be open to special requests right now, correct? I, I think that's exactly right. I think the people who are, you know, what, what people look for in, in this environment, I think they look for hope mm. and they look for stability. And I think that's one of the things that, or two of the things, I guess, about philanthropy. Um, philanthropy is about hope, that, that mm. things will be better tomorrow than they are today and that we can make them better. Uh, and uh, if we're stable organizations and we you know, we keep towing the line, we keep on keeping on. That's a form of stability. And I think people who are in this world, in philanthropic world, and I, I suspect probably those who are in fundraising, philanthropic fundraising, I think they tend to be optimistic. And I think that we need a large doses of that today. We need hope, we need stability, we need optimism. Um, but we also need to recognize that we're going to have to persevere through some even tougher times than we've seen before. Tim, thank you for giving us hope today. Thank you for giving us encouragement while not sugarcoating you know, the challenges that we face today. And, and I would encourage you, our podcasts are archived on our website. They're all valuable, they're all timeless. Keep this one close, even when the novel coronavirus crisis has subsided and eventually this will subside. This is not the first health issue in world history. Uh, they've gone back through the millennial. This one will be overcome as well. When you're having a challenging day fundraising, listen to this podcast again uh, and continue to draw that hope and encouragement. Tim, thank you you're so much. Dr. Tim Seilers, the Henry Rosso Fellow on Philanthropic Fundraising at the Lilly Family School Philanthropy, which also includes the fundraising school, which you can find online at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash 
the fundraising school. We're still open for business. We have these podcasts, we have webinars, uh, we have online courses, and we actually have free weekly webinars uh, that are highly interactive. We're gonna, they're gonna be more conversation than presentation to give you lots of time to ask your questions, share your concerns, share ideas with each other, commiserate, worry, stress a little bit with us. As Tim said, we're all in this together. With Dr. Tim Seiler, I'm Bill Stanjakovich, and now you are now more fully informed and hopefully a bit more hopeful on this first day from the Fundraising School. Thank you.